That's it, dude. What's up, man? How you been? I think today has been the official busiest day of my professional career, work-wise. In a good way or a bad way? Just in a busy way. I don't know. I mean, I'm finishing up something right now. I took a, a little break for dinner, but I've been working pretty much straight through since 8 o'clock this morning. That sucks. So, hey, you know what? It is what it is. Damn. That, I hate I hate working. I hate working from home, but I hate working when I'm not getting paid for it. Like, if I'm out of the office, like, if I'm out of school, I'm not working. I'm not touching a single thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm technically getting paid, kind of. I mean, being salaried, it's, you know, it's, you can, you can divide my salary by 365, by 24, by 7, or by 7, by 24, if you wanted to, so. No, I divide all work by 40 hours. Well. There are days when I'm not as busy as this, so it all works itself out. You know? To me, if you work more than 40 hours in any job, you get overtime. But you don't if you're salaried, which I think is a crock of shit. Yeah, well, I can also, on Friday at noon, say, you know what? Done. And then I'm just done. If I don't have anything to do Friday afternoon, I, and I worked, you know, I've already worked 40 hours by that point because I worked 10 hours on Wednesday, then... Okay, I'm done. At, I, see, that's a nice thing. Hourly, the, 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 the other side of this is hourly, you only get paid for when you're there, whereas, like, I can slack off on a Friday afternoon and I'm still getting my normal salary, you know? Yeah, but I, like, I agree with the hour. Like, you shouldn't get paid when you're there. Like, I, you should never be expected to do work outside of the 40 hours unless you're getting paid for it. Now, in your case, where it's like, okay, I put in my 40 hours, I'm leaving on Friday at 12, that's absolutely fine. I, I like that. However, like, I think, like, to me, like, you don't work, like, like when I worked at ADP, like, I was, technically I was hourly, but they only, they paid me, like, I don't know, it was weird. But, like, I would only work when, I like, I, if you're in the office, I don't know. Like, well, you're salaried as a teacher, right? Like, yeah, it's stupid. I like this. is This is just a perfect representation of our core mindsets. You're more of like a high risk, high reward, hourly, give me overtime. Whereas I'm a play it safe, just pay me the same thing every time, regardless of the circumstances. And I'm fine with it. Yeah. I like, I like, I think it's fun too. Like, do I have an extra 30 cents in my paycheck next week because I, I worked an extra 10 minutes or something like that? I like having, I hate getting the same pay each week. It's so fun. Man. Well. And like, I know a teacher that only teaches two classes per day. Um, and in about a month, since he teaches a, um, it's called student court. So the way his class is set up is that within a month, 
his that classroom court is all run by students then. So he's technically only teaching one class per day. Interesting. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. Which, again, goes back to my point where teachers, I think, are don't don't have the mountain they should be standing on in terms of they're not getting paid enough. Yeah. Well, you can think whatever you want to think, I suppose. I always do. Your voice sounds a little hoarse right now. Are you sick? No, I'm, I'm not sick at all. I'm as healthy as possible. But between going out Thursday night Go, going, not getting any sleep Friday night except for an hour on the plane Saturday morning. Saturday game, Sunday Phillies game. Sunday not going, go, not sleeping, not falling asleep until two a.m. Then going to school on Monday, and then going to Eagles game on top of that. I had zero voice yesterday at school. Zero. Today I came back a little. Did you sleep last night at least? All right, you want to talk about sleeping, man? You know my sleep history, right? Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible. So, like, let, let's just review real quick. So, Thursday, I went out to, like, 2 a.m., got up at my normal time, like, 6.30-ish for school on Friday, went home, didn't at all except for the hour on the plane, hour and a half on the plane, give or take. Saturday, went to game and fell asleep around like 1130 woke up around 10 on Sunday Sunday night Wait, what time did you what time did you go to bed Saturday night 1130 so you got a good you got a lot of sleep Saturday into Sunday yeah yeah Sunday I got roughly four hours of sleep again and then Monday night I went to bed at like I would say 2.30, right? Yeah. So I got like four hours of sleep then. Tuesday, I was gassed. Like, I thought about going to the gym. I gave my sh- I did go to the gym, so it's five days in a row I didn't work out. And then I gave my shit away at Dick. So I went home. I got home around three o'clock. I like just sat on my couch, did nothing. I watched some TV, like, just bullshit until like 4.30. I passed out. Okay, at I would say four forty-five. I didn't see the five o'clock uh, hour. Woke up around eight. I was texting Logan here and there for like thirty minutes and catch up with like other people that texted me. I then got into bed at eight thirty and I slept all the way through from eight thirty until my alarm went off at six twenty-six. Wow, that's like the best night's sleep I think you've ever gotten in your entire life. There's two days that I've slept like that long and that like deep. One, one, was guess, this... one, is, one of them was after Thon. No. Really? Thon, Thon, so Thon's sleep was I, I, I think I went, I got home and like passed out at like maybe like what, 11? I think it was like 11. And I only slept, I slept till nine, woke up, like got up for like 20 minutes and then like just laid down for like a, like a, like another like hour and a half, so I got like out of bed and like showered everything by eleven. So, okay. get, like give or take, how you interpret that, like getting up yeah. at nine and whatever. 
But so Thon was like a normal like weekend for me. Like a normal like Friday go out, but then like sleep in to for like ever type of thing. So but there's two sleeps I remember specifically in my life that I've slept for more than say like twelve hours, like in a deep, deep sleep. One was this past uh Tuesday into like so yesterday into this morning. Yeah. The other one was I had a football camp at Temple. My seen my like senior year, like junior summer into senior year fall. Um we woke up at the crack of dawn, went to Temple all day, running, doing drills, all that. Went home, got showered, went to like a business that had a famous Flyers, uh, their old goalie, Bernie Priant. He's a Hall of Famer, like won their, their Stanley Cups. He was signing. So I got my jersey signed by him, went home around like six o'clock, then slept through, through from six o'clock until nine o'clock the next morning. Huh. That's like 15 hours of sleep. Yeah. I can't recall ever being able to sleep in that late. My body is pretty much like, all right, you got eight hours? Well, you're up. But the thing is, is I do that every night. So that's where me and you differ. No, I'm like, I, like, I seriously thought, like, I was shocked but so happy when I woke up this like when I realized I slept through from like say five like just say five o'clock until like I slept thirteen thirteen ish hours straight. Yep. Like I needed that. and then I was like worried about myself because I know my body and usually like, when I sleep in like hardcore, not like to this level, I I won't be able to sleep the next night. But like I'm I, I like I can generally say I'm tired right now that like I'm gonna get a good night's rest again. Yeah. Good. You and me both. So I'm sleepy myself. Yeah, but like I'm like I like I'm like very happy at myself. Good. Well I'm glad. Thank you. So uh all right, let's get this going. I guess where do you want to start? There's a I, lot I, to talk about. I, we this, yeah. I was thinking to myself, this is gonna be a long podcast. Um, do you want to just talk about the game real quick? Just so we're yeah, let's, the... let's do that. Let's okay. So let's start with let's get to we'll get to the game second. But I want to hear about your overall experience at an SEC school on game day. All right, absolutely. Um, so first things first, we get there and we park. So, so what what time do you get there at? Set the uh, stage for me. Uh, let me look at my phone. Just give me a ballpark. Uh, like nine, ten, eleven, ten, thirty, eleven. Okay. Um, we had a parking pass, which I didn't know about. Um, we had a parking pass. Um, that I I can't tell. All right, we had a parking pass that we park in like an East Hall type of parking lot, right? Uh, okay, yeah. But it's weird. So they have – so Penn State has, like, different lots that you can tailgate at. You have my lot. You have I'm lots. You have, like, the northern lots. Like, you have all over the place, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, first of all, this, this stadium and, like, the softball field and the basketball arena are in the center of the campus. Yeah, no, I, I 
in anticipation of this game, I Google Maps Auburn's campus and got a feel for it. So, yeah, I saw all that. So, I like how it's on campus. I despise that it's on. It's in the middle of campus. I thought I'd be the type of person who would be like, okay, sports should be the center of campus. No. Like, Penn State has it perfect where all the – like, besides Rec Hall, all of their sporting events or sporting facilities are in a separate part of campus. But but also close enough to walk is key. And, and close, yes. Uh, yes. Agreed. So close enough to walk. It should not be the center of campus because you had tailgating – you had people tailgating in, like, all over the place. Like yeah, th- this is how Michigan State is. Michigan State Stadium is like surrounded by classrooms. Yeah, it's it's so weird. And so first off, Penn Staters own the tailgate lots. I don't know how it is typically, but when we and again, this is early. This is eleven a. No, it was early. Holy shit! It's early. It, for, forget that. It wasn't ten thirty eleven. It was nine thirty, and I know that for a fact because we waited outside a ticket office. In hopes for of it opening at 10 a.m. because we had a fiasco up for right. our tickets. Um, I don't. You're not on social media. So my mom ordered seats for through Vivid Seats once before. She got the tickets all fine. She ordered tickets for this game through Vivid Seats. Thursday night didn't have the tickets yet. She called Vivid Seats. They told her Thursday night that we have to go to the ticket office Auburn because they were sell they were the sellers of the tickets. We get to the stadium, and I'm like, this is no way this ticket office is going to open at 10, even though it says online, right? We asked, I, I asked someone there, I was like, hey, do you know about that, this ticket office? They're like, hey, there's a main ticket office on the other side of the, of the stadium. Walk around to that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we can walk around, see the stadium, see more of the campus. So we make a yeah. walk around to that side. I was like, this is not going to open. So it is like 945, 950. And I was like, let's just wait for 10 minutes, but I doubt it's going to open. I, I see, it's like 10.02, and like this ticket office is not opening. So I called to like a dude, and he's like, I have no clue like, what you're talking about. So anyway, we get on, on, on the phone to Vivid Seats and for like 45 minutes, and they're like, just like no clue, no clue, like whatever. So my mom gets on the phone, and you know my mom, I like – like, she can get loud, right? Yeah. She, like, she didn't get loud, which I was shocked at. But she was like, yo, like, you told us, like, I spent a shit ton of money on the on these tickets, blah, 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 blah. Like, just complaining how this is awful. Like, everything. We had section, the same section we had that I sent you pictures of dirt that we had in. We were, like, row 10. They moved, up, moved us up to row one. So, we finally yeah. got tickets, like, we we legit probably wasted like an hour and a half of our day on the phone with Vivid Tickets trying to get my tickets. Damn. So I had to backtrack that to explain the story. Anyway, yeah. we got there early, and there were Penn Staters galore, man. Like that, like not only walking around, but like like setting up the tailgates and already tailgating already. Which yeah. this which which is when I got the picture of like shit like. I knew we traveled well, and I had boys text me that were already there on Friday night, but this looks like we're going to take over. That's when I texted you, Will, and Gabe. I was like, yo, this is going to be 60-40, possibly, for Auburn Penn State fans. It wasn't quite 60-40, but we did have a good showing. Yeah. It had to be at least probably, what, 
45, it's not 70, 30. Well, based on how I saw it on TV, it looked like one of the upper decks was like almost 50, 50. The other one, not so much in the lower bowl was other than like one little corner. Mostly I would, I would legitimately say 80, 20, 85, 15. No way. From TV. From TV. Okay. So the upper deck that you probably saw is the side that I sat on. That upper deck, I no joke, and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke up your ass or anything like that, was probably 80, 20 Penn State fans. We had the entire upper deck besides, like, the lower, like, three rows. The, the upper deck on the other side, we had, like, how we have – like, you know, the opposing fan section in the upper deck yeah, we have? Yeah, yeah. So, pitcher, both, both ends, so like, both book ends. So, like, say section A and section Z, those were all white. Yeah, yeah, that's, that you could clearly see on TV. Yes. So, and then on, like, the top rows of that upper deck section, that was all white. So, think of it as, like, a, like an N that's not curved. Yeah, no, I, I know. I'm picturing this very okay. vividly from on cool. TV. Yeah, no. And then the lower bowl was mo- majority Auburn fans, obviously. But the end zone, if you were watching on TV, the left end zone, so opposite of the student section, yeah. that I would say was probably 70-30 Auburn to Penn State fans. And was that where our – that was where our band was, right? Yes. Yeah. And – I saw a lot of white, which I, I can't judge like white. You could have white t-shirts, obviously for Auburn fans, but I'm assuming they were pe- majority Penn State fans. Yeah. I saw a lot of white splotches on the like camera side of TV side. So you wouldn't be able to like judge from watching it on TV. Yeah. Okay. So that, that is just my, anyway, um, what were we even talking about? Oh, tailgate. So we're walking up. Then we get we're, we're walking up close to the stadium, and picture like the hub lawn, right? Yeah, a yeah. Flatter hub lawn where there's buildings everywhere, but the the everywhere like say there's like a ten by ten square foot, um, uh, like uh, tailgating section. It was all corporate sponsors or like this is the like um, engineering club like tent. This is like Joe Schmo's like Crab Shack fucking tent. There had yeah. to be at least two hundred of these white tents up that all had some sort of business or club or fraternity or whatever like name on the on the front of the tent, and then like a blue like stand up like um like a like a gas table. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like a okay. Like, like a, a stand up table. Like a high top. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, a decent area for people to, like, gather. There had to be at least 200 of these tents. Jeez. At 9.30, when walk up, originally walked up to the, to the stadium, there might have been, like, a person at each one, if not empty. So, I was very – I thought Auburn would come out and fucking tailgate like crazy if that was not the case. So, um, we go into town – um, to get like food and drinks, um, we stop at this one bar, at this one like pizza shop that served beer. Because literally, I said to my mom, like I'm starving. She's like, yeah, same. And then I was like, I need to have a beer though. She's like, yeah, I totally agree. 
So we're walking to like these two bars that we that we were told and I researched online that are like the Auburn bars. Well, there's a big sign, the most perfect sign of all time. It said pizza and beer and then had the arrow (laughs) to the front door. I said, we're stopping here. She's like, yeah, perfect. Anyway, so we ate there. It's fine. Nothing crazy or anything like that. Then we walked to their like main bar. It's called Sky Bar, right? Okay. And I saw Emily this weekend on Sunday, and she went to Vanland. She's been to Auburn, and she said that that's their only good bar. Wait, who said this? Emily, my cousin. Oh, your cousin. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and this was like I read that online, and then I also like multiple people that said or from that we talked to uh, from Auburn said go there. Okay. Anywhere. So. I walk into the Sky Bar, right? Because there's like a couple people in there watching TV, but nothing crazy. So I'm like, oh, wow, maybe it's just people are tailgating or like whatever. They kick us out, dude. And they're like, we don't open till 12. I was like, it's 1130 on a game day and you're not, you're a bar and you're not open. What the fuck is this, right? Like, that'd be like, like doggies not opening up till 12 on game day. Yeah. Bizarre. Anyway, we walk another block to this other bar, and it reminded me outside. It reminded me of Champs. Uh, we walk inside. We take cover. We get, they're open, obviously. We walk inside. A sea of white. At, it, this bar, not not lying to you again. Ninety ten Penn Staters. It was insane. We go up to the bar. We order beer. The, the, this bartender we had at this, they had. Of bartenders, the bartender at our end of the bar was the most pissed off bartender I had ever seen in my life, and I gave her like a two percent tip because she was that like cranky and that like unwelcoming to the bar people. We might have been uh, annoying, but like, we're giving like, you a ton of money, yeah. Like, like she, like she would finish a bottle after pouring a drink and like legit throw it in the trash. She's awful. Wasn't cute either. Um, so then we leave. We go back in the stadium. And the stadium is popping. Like, it is everywhere. Oh, by the way, when we were walking downtown or on campus, we had everyone came up to us or walked past us or anything like that and said, welcome to Auburn or, like, whatever. Like, very welcoming or anything like that. The only problem we had, we it wasn't really a problem. We were walking by after we ate the pizza place. We we're walking to the bar. These fucking frat douchebags, fucking loserville, and probably did an elephant walk before they left that morning to go to the game. <laughs> fucking like douchebag lore, and I could fucking like beat the shit out of everyone. And they're probably their dads probably are all lawyers down the south. Anyway, fucking they're like, oh, Penn State sucks, and what like oh, just say, talking shit as we're walking past, like. We walked past, like they were coming up like the road, and we like so we were like they were uh, perpendicular to us. So we're walking yeah. to the bar, and they're walking down the street towards the street that we're at. And as we walk by, like didn't even stare at our fucking faces or anything like that. They're like saying all this shit. I was like, shut the fuck, like like grow the fuck up, man. If you're gonna say something like that, either like walk the same direction as us and like say it behind our backs. Or like say it to our faces, but not say it as you're walking the other fucking direction. You fucking idiots, dude. Anyway, that like that was the only thing. Oh, another thing was the fucking War Eagle shit. Like we get to the stadium, we get our souvenir cup, I get my nachos. They um 
this one girl says War Eagle, and at this point, like I've heard it a hundred times, and like that's not even your mascot. Your mascot's a fucking tiger. And like I walked away, like just like being like not like not being like hostile about it, but being like annoyed, but also like fu- like joking about it. Yeah. Uh, then we go to our seats. Seats are great, like right on the railing and everything like that. So our seats were like me. The it was a row, so it was me, and my mom. Next to her were two Penn State fans, and then behind us were like two or three rows of Auburn fans, and then the rest Penn State fans. Now, I'll say this. That stadium is so fucking loud. Yeah. It is insanely loud. And if they, it only, I think it, it was only 86 or 87,000 fans. If that stadium had 107,000 fans, it would be insane. That's how loud it was. Huh. Um, but then. Like the halftime show, like, like it, like the Auburn band went on, but then Penn State's band like finished the halftime, which I said to my mom, "Are they insane? First of all, they're gonna let Penn State's band play, but on top of that, they're gonna they're gonna let Penn State band like carry like into the second half of the game." As soon as that happened, I knew we won the game, and then the second half started, and. Auburn fans were out of it. It was so quiet in there, and then Penn State just fucking took over, and then, yo, we just go out and dominate. And then leaving, leaving, dude, leaving. You know those white, white tents I, I talked about being empty? Yeah. I don't know if it was fucking because they were getting blown out or that's the thing to do. Those tents were fucking crazy. Crazy as in, like, drinking and having fun, but also, like, packed when we left the stadium. Huh. And then we left the stadium, um, like, like no problem, uh, like getting on the highway and going home or whatever. Like, we, it, it, like it, I'm not gonna say it was fast, but like, for like the, the location we were at and like how many people was that game and everything, we got out of there on the highway probably within like ten minutes. Huh. <clears throat> Interesting. Any questions you have that about specific or anything skipped? Ask away. Well, no, it just sounds like, I mean, just hearing you say this, uh, first of all, it sounds like it's a very different game day experience than what we see at Penn State, or really, for that matter, anywhere in the Big Ten. I mean, I've tailgated at Northwestern, I've tailgated at Illinois, I've tailgated at um, uh, Michigan, I've tailgated at Michigan State, I've tailgated at Penn State, and they all are similar enough, but Auburn sounds very different. So would you agree with that? I mean, that's what yeah. I... Yeah. Oh, another thing. We talked about this before, but every fucking girl was dressed up to go to church or go to a club. Yeah. Which I didn't mind. You're pretty. Like, like, like. Well, I don't care. I was... Again, this goes back to it's a cultural thing. And I'll give no, you because I said the same thing about polos. If there were dudes at the Auburn game wearing polos, Auburn polos, fine by me. Be my guest. It's a Southern thing. Don't care. But if you're at a Northern school, and I'll, I have something to say about this too, but. I'll let you – we'll keep going here first. But, but yes. No, no, I agree. And that's what I said. We talked about it before. Like, yeah. but also, I don't know, you know, just me being a douchebag, like, how I am sometimes. But, like, I thought the the Auburn ga- girls were going to be hotter. They were – they were they were, they were were cute. There were a lot of cute girls. But, like, like I've been to other schools where I, my jaw has dropped. Look, like, and even some years at Penn State, 
Like, remember, like, some years at Penn State where I'd be like, okay, this, these girls are subpar. This class is, like, subpar. And other, girls, other years I'd be like, yo, holy shit, I think, like, every girl that's on Penn State's campus is hot this year. Like, I went down to Auburn thinking, like, yo, I'm going to be surrounded by, like, hot-ass chicks. There, there were cute girls. There were some hot girls, but not as many as I thought there was going to be. All right. <laughs> At what point does it become weird, or maybe it already is, that you are 28 years old evaluating 18 to 22-year-olds <laughs> based on their level of attraction? I mean, I, I guess that's more so, like, for girls to answer. Maybe You're probably getting pretty close to that being really weird if you're not already there. Like, dude, you mean, could be 10 years older than some of those girls. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, the, uh, maybe I feel like it's the college thing. Like, guys look at college girls and think, okay, they, like, this is the peak of their crazy, like, their crazy sexualness. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, maybe I'm there already, but this is, I feel like that's an answer for any girl to answer out there or Amanda specifically. I was going to say, we should run this by Amanda to get at least one perspective. Well, let's, let's let Will, like, we'll see if Will listens to this and then ask Amanda who then will like give us an answer. Well, this is like a test for Will listening to, listening to the, uh, what do you call it? Podcast. Yeah, fair. All right. We'll do that. But, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a, good, a great time. Great time. Um, nothing like major to report, like getting into fights or anything like that. Um, There's only one time where I turned around and asked them if it was, remember that uh that um pass interference call where it was like uh I, I think it was on Joey Porter or might have been on uh Wheelie. Um, yeah. Where it was like he barely touched and they called it a pass. Interference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was a key Wheelie. Yeah, it was a terrible call. Yeah, terrible call. I like was like saying how it was a soft call and how this isn't soccer. And then I called it a Joe Biden call. Um, and then um, like all the fans were not, they weren't getting on me, but they were saying like, Oh, how Penn state uh, needs to learn how to play football. And like how we had a couple injuries, like how they're saying like, get off the field, you coward. So then right after that um, Penn state, I think had a sack or had a hurry or something like that where I turned around to the fans that were, like, get on, like, not getting on me, but, like, just, like, saying, like, stuff under their breath. I turned yeah. around, and I was like, is that a roughing the pass interference call? Where's the flag for that? Where's the roughing the pass, for, uh, pass <laughs> interference or a uh, roughing the passer call? And my mom immediately told me to sit the hell down because I think she was like, okay, shit, like, this could pop off. But, yeah. like, that's the one time I turned around and said something. But that's it. Interesting. Huh? Well, so, okay, maybe that's a good segue, because I do want to talk about the game itself. Yeah, of course. Because at the end of the day, we beat them pretty good, right? Nobody's going to complain about a 41-12 win on the road in the SEC team. And we no. looked good. We defense, defense looked good. Offense looked really good. Fucking Nick Singleton, like, the, I, I mean, yeah, he had a great game, but it was against Ohio. So it was just like, all right, yeah, you know, okay, we'll see. And then he does it against Auburn, and like, yeah, okay, he's – Shaping up to be the real deal. And Catron uh, uh, Allen behind him. Like, keep the one-two like there. We have a run game. Receivers were good enough. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley had one good catch at, like, maybe 30-yard catch play. Parker Washington had some nice plays. Tight ends were all right. So, overall, 
can't complain about anything. The one thing, though, that was bothering the hell out of me in this game was that for the, it, until, like, the halfway through the third quarter, the amount of times on first down and second down, we were, like, stopping them, either sacks or tackles by the line of scrimmage, incomplete passes, and we were getting them into third and 11s, third and 15s, third and 20s. And the amount of these third and forevers that they converted had me losing my yeah. mind. So that was the one thing where we – it was sometimes it was a completed pass. Sometimes it was their QB would run it. That can't happen. And I was losing my mind. Everything else, great game. Those third and longs can't happen. Yeah, to piggyback off that, I feel like – a lot of the time, because I said this to my mom too, um, a lot of the time it was a quarterback scramble, whether it be Robbie Ashford or TJ Finley. Yeah. Um, I feel I said to my mom, "Why aren't they having a linebacker spy him?" Because it felt like and yes, I, it felt like two or three of those were, long runs were uh, QB scrambles, which you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, if you're bringing five or six, like the sub. I think the one play was like they brought five or six. So in that case, you're not going to have a spy. They're already blitzing, but the, 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 the it's got to change. But I also think that if Robbie Ashford started the whole game, maybe it's a closer game than TJ Finley. Who knows? Cause it, I, again, it, like the third and fourth quarter, it seemed like he was clicking a lot. Could, you know, we could be having our backups in there. You know, they could be playing off just because of the score. But I feel like Robbie Ashford led their their offense a lot better than than fucking TJ Finley. Yeah, but on the flip side of that is, I mean, our defensive line was getting to the quarterback. I think we had like maybe well, five or six sacks. Yeah, we, and yeah. how many hurries we had, and like if you do that against a less mobile quarterback, we're gonna get more sacks yeah, or and, forced throwaways. Well, I'm more so. Like that's all great, but what about the fucking run defense? Tank Bigsby only Did had nothing. 30, yeah. thirty-nine yards, I think yeah. he had. Yeah. And, and going into this game, like obviously he was a main player; he's a good back and everything like that. But then everyone was talking about their fucking offensive line too. Like, yeah. like so we came to play on defense, which and dude, Abdul Carter, like he's good, like not like yeah, like he. Like go him getting eleven is a huge sign. Like that was like wow. Okay, they figured. I didn't think he was gonna come in here and be like going field to field like with fucking Curtis Jacobs. Like this is dude. This freshman class is fucking insane, dude. Like yeah. you like Nick Singleton is the man, and again he's bouncing outside, which is great. Like you brought up Allen, great, but Abdul Carter and even fucking um. Uh, deny Sutton. Yeah, I didn't hear his name called as much, but but he had a couple. He had a couple hurries. Yeah. Like, Sean Clifford yeah. too. Give him give him credit. I he he had no touchdowns, but I think he went like fourteen for nineteen. Um, like took care of the ball. I don't. I I can't remember too too well, but I don't think. He, yeah. No, no interceptions, no turnovers. No, yeah, and nothing like no plays that were like stupid or anything like that. Um, Except for when he got absolutely destroyed on the first drive of the game, and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's uh, 
But but again, yeah, that's and so I, I was like kind of listening to some some recap of the game and it, it put a, I forget who said it, but it was like the fact that we have a ground game now because last year we did we absolutely did not on top of Sean Clifford being injured was a recipe for disaster. But this year, as long as we can keep the running game going, all Sean Clifford has to do is just be a game manager. He has to be able to complete somewhere in the ballpark of 15 passes for, you know, maybe a little over 200 yards and a touchdown or two. And that's all we need. Because if the ground game can free up that level of production, we're, that's fine. So he doesn't need to be a superstar. And that he wasn't a superstar, but he didn't make any mistakes and he executed what he needed to execute. He made some good passes. That throw to Mitchell Tinsley, that was like a 30-yard, 40-yard pickup, was a great throw. Like, he can do it when he needs to, but the less we make him have to do it, the better. Yeah, I agree, man. So, I, 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 I still want Oller, but, you know, I will let it go. If he, Sean keeps playing the way he plays good, the run game is huge, like you said. Um, I feel like Parker Washington has been very quiet this season. Yeah, he, so yeah he picked up. He picked up like a third. It was like second and like twenty or something. We got called on a holding, and he picked it up on a nice crossing route. Yeah, he he had a couple other targets, and he had another. I think he had another nice play that got something happened because there was a penalty. But yeah, he has been quiet this year for sure. But he he made a couple plays. Yeah, yeah. So, um, our tight end Brendan Strange is coming up big again. Yep, he is. So I'm. I, I I'm I'm very happy with what I'm you know seeing so far. I mean how can you? You know Yeah. Well the other thing is and I'm sure you noticed this, we've been lining up under center. Yeah. Dude, it's I, working. Did they do the fucking like the three back thing where it's like a T almost yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I did they do that this weekend? Yeah, they did it at first possession. We went for it on fourth down, and we didn't get it. Right, right. I hate that fucking that fucking formation. If it works, great. But like, I don't know. It just annoys me. But hey, if it, 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 the offense is clicking, dude, and it's, yeah. it's great to see. And this week, like, they have another. I don't say tune up game, but like they have another softer game this week, which. You know, I like coming off coming off a big win and big travel week like this. I like how it's a twelve. I I actually wanted a twelve o'clock game this week, um, just to like ease things in and just you know k- keep the ball on. Yeah. And yeah, and we talked about this if they, they as they should, but you never know. But if they take care of business the next two weeks, they have an off weekend and you're undefeated and off. And coming off a bye, going into Ann Arbor. Yep. So, and, you know, Auburn was a test, but Michigan is another test. And some might argue that it's an even bigger test now that we got through Auburn. Yeah. Well, some people are saying Michigan is the best, is better than, I've seen some people saying that Michigan might be better than Ohio State. I, I, I disagree with that just because of the talent Ohio State has, and I'm waiting for them to just absolutely wear off the rust and go berserk. Well, I I will say, I mean, 
Ohio State has, I mean, not, I mean, despite how good they are, like, they haven't, you know, they, they beat Notre Dame barely at home. And by barely, I mean, they beat them by 11 points. Notre Dame has turned out to be pretty terrible. They lost to Marshall at home. They barely beat Cal. It took them um, the fourth quarter to finally beat Cal. So Notre Dame is really not that good. And then there's – they played two of their cupcakes, but they were just, like, struggling and just, like, didn't really get going until kind of the second half type stuff. And, like, Ohio State is still really good, but they haven't yet started firing on all cylinders. So we'll see. But if you're going to bring up, like, them playing cupcakes, look at Michigan's schedule so far. No, no, but yeah, that's the thing. Michigan has absolutely played cupcakes, but they have oh. dominated everybody, whereas Ohio State has taken some time. Like I said, Ohio State hasn't really just been dominant from, you know, the first staff, whereas Michigan has been against the same I level of cupcake-ish I mean, team. I've said this before, and last year might have been just a fucking fluke, but um, there's been so much hype over Michigan for so long, and yes, they got through last year, but last year I didn't bet on them or, like, say they – like, the one time I did, like, say pick them, they got fucking beat by Michigan State or whatever. But, yeah. like, do it again. You know, make sure it's not well, a fluke. Well, I am very curious because this week Michigan gets Maryland at home. Despite the fact that Maryland's undefeated, I think they're going to win that game Agreed. easily enough. Agreed. But then the week before they play us – or maybe October 1st. I don't remember exactly what order it is. They have to play at Iowa. And say what you will about Iowa this year, but they will never, ever, ever make it easy on you to win in Kinnick. We can say that as Penn State fans. I mean, how many times did we go in there and Trace McSorley throwing a touchdown pass in the literal last play of the game that a couple of years later we go in and we didn't seal the deal until, you know, the final drive of the fourth quarter. Like, and that was when we were, like, top ten. And last year we go there and lose, obviously, despite the fact, you know, the whole injury thing. But I am saying if Michigan wins at Iowa, they win by less than a touchdown. Maybe a touchdown. Maybe it's 17 to 10, something like that. But it is never easy to go win at Kinnick. And they have to do it. It's not. But, yeah, you're right. But uh... – how do you even look at Iowa this year and think they can do anything? That's just what, what I'm saying. But. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there's, there's always – I mean, you could say that about how many games where teams go in and then lose, you know? I mean, did you think Texas was going to be able to compete with Alabama with their second-string quarterback in the whole game? No. Exactly. So you just never know. Yeah, I got you. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm at the uh, – me is – me thinking Michigan should be anything to be scared. I think right now, as you said, what happens uh, if Michigan and Ohio State play tomorrow? I say I take Ohio State minus 10. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that. I'd probably take Ohio State minus three. But I don't think I'd go all the way to 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens, like, and yeah. how the rest of the year goes on. Yeah, Especially and to your point, neither – I mean, unless you count Notre Dame a quote, good team, they've both played pretty easy schedules. Yeah. I mean, whereas Penn State has played a road conference game and a road SEC game. Yeah. So we've had the hardest schedule by far of the three, you know, the three sort of top teams in the Big Ten East. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I, I was just saying, like, with, with my history with Michigan and all the hype for so many years and then not doing anything, I want yeah. them to, to show me up. 
Yeah. So we'll see. We had a little... We're already 25% of the way done with the season. Which sucks. But, like, at least the 25%, at least, maybe not for Penn State, but for the majority of teams, the rest of the way, it's like, all right, now we're past sort of the two-up. Now we're into, like, the, the heavy-hitting yeah. part of the schedule. So, at least it's the, the back 75% is the fun is the fun part. Yeah, yeah. Once we get to October, October 1st, best month of the year. Agreed. Agreed. We, we had this argument. Uh, I had this argument with my uh, parents last week. Uh, when I was when I was at home with them, I was like, uh, me and Nick were talking about this. What do you what do you think the best month is? And my dad said March, and my mom said October. Your mom is correct. Your dad not so much. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I I, I know I briefly talked to you this about this before. However, like my mom is like full on. We're doing a family like road trip to Northwestern next year. Like full on. Yeah, good. I'll be there. We got a tailgate spot with my aunt and uncle, like closer to the stadium than your old spot in the grass. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know what else. Tickets are never expensive. Well, here's the thing. So I told you that I want one of the fall weddings, right? Yeah. Hold on. Bless you. Oh, thank you. Um, the one fall wedding got canceled or the venue got canceled because they didn't make a deposit down and they were, but then the guy was shade, uh, whatever. Um, we're taking a trip to somewhere. We don't, the guy doesn't know yet, but he said, I asked him, I saw him last week, last Friday. I was like, what time frame are you looking at? He says, so next fall, it'll probably be around this time, like early to mid September. Well, yeah. that trip is, or that Northwestern game is, September 23rd, as of now. Yeah. So. Well. Uh, we're on hold. I guess we'll see what happens. Well, I also got to talk to my mom, too, because, like, I don't want her, like, getting hotels or flights too early because, like, even this year's schedule got changed, like, in, what, July or August? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you can always cancel hotels. You can't cancel flights. But. Yeah, yeah. I know I know she's not going to buy flights or hotel. Well, she might do hotels. I know she's not going to buy flights or anything, but I want to, like, just put that in her brain now because, you know. But we are we, – my – whenever the Northwestern game is, and I at least don't have that wedding, I will be there. I'm – again, this is a year away. I'm thinking about skipping the Whitehall game. But I'm also thinking I'd go to the Whitehall game and then either drive or fly out early Saturday morning. Yeah, we'll see. That's probably going to be a noon kick, just which well, will be 11, 11 a.m. Yeah, which means I need a super early flight or I – Well, that's the thing. Philly to Chicago is a million flights. You could probably get – you could literally get a 5 a.m. flight from Philly to Chicago and land the time change at 6.30 Chicago time. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. And, and O'Hare to Evanston is a half hour. So yeah, you'd be, you'd be there by seven. Yeah, and wor- worst case scenario, I even said to my mom, I'll drive out too because I could do that overnight drive, no problem. And then well, just be there for. Well, we'll figure it out. It's yeah. a year away. Yeah, a year away, but just say, almost to the day. What day is today? Twenty first. Twenty first. Two days from now, yeah. it'll be a year to the day. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. I'm. Um, I. One last thing of Penn State football. 
there is a buzz for New Year's Six, New Year's Six Bowl now. Like, I oh, yeah. bowl projections for the Orange Bowl and Rose Bowl. Yeah, I've seen that too, but it's also like a hell of a lot of – you, you got to remember, we were undefeated and ranked number four or five in the country last year. And then four. see how that ended up? Four. Yeah. See how that ended up? So, yeah. I'm not getting ahead of myself. No, no, but it's still, fun to, it's still fun to think about. Yeah, we beat Auburn last year. Granted, it was at home. We beat Auburn last year. You know, we did X, Y, Z, so – which I am. It, if they end up going the ro- to the Orange Bowl, those tickets I don't know for whatever reason are always the cheapest tickets of all time for for the Orange Bowl game. So if that's the case, I might fly down there. Miami for New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe could be fun. Could be. Would be. We'll see. Just saying. All right. What now? Where should we go? I think we do picks. But is your thing that you have to bring up anything related to Penn State football or sports or anything like that? Uh, it's it. Yes and no. It's well, yes and no. Just bring it up. Well, no, because it's going to be a whole thing. We'll save that for the end. Okay. We'll save it when you have your question because they'll we'll do those at the same time. Okay. Wait, do I do five things I hate before or after picks? Uh, after, right? I thought it was before. I thought it was before. All right. If it's before, I'll just do it right And I have quick. another thing to add this week. All right. So should I go through my list of five things real quick? Yeah. yeah. All right. One, I hate fans who leave gamers early. Two, I hate fans that aren't that I hate fans that are fans in a stadium or, or arena that are fans but don't wear the team's colors or like t shirts or jerseys or apparel. I hate fans that don't talk shit back and stands up for themselves, like you're just a pussy. Uh I hate stadiums that get taken over by opposing fans that's just embarrassing as fuck. And five, I hate frat dudes. Okay, well, I know where all these came from, so not too much explanation required. No. I mean, part of it was also the Eagles game, too, so. Oh, yeah. Which, nice nice win for your birds. So. Oh, yeah. Great time. Good. The one thing I have to add is I hate people who – so I run on a path that has a, like, it's like there's a line down the middle. For if you're going this direction, you're on this side. If you're going the other direction, you're on that side. And I hate people who don't follow that rule. You'd think it would be the most easy thing to, in the world to abide by, but some people can't do it. What do you mean? So people so, like run the opposite direction that they should be running in? So I went for a run yesterday. Or it might have been two days ago. It was not crowded. There were not that many people out on the path. And there were two people running and they were running together and they were side by side. It was a guy and a girl. And the girl was on the sort of the inside part. So like the left lane of the proper direction for her. The guy she was running with was on my side on what would have been my left lane if this is a car situation. So he's in my lane running the wrong way. 
They could have both easily fit in their lane, but they decided to split it down the middle. And I had to like kind of go around a little bit. And I was like, dude, in what universe does this make any common sense? It makes none. You have a whole lane for you, but you're in mine. I get it. There's not that many people out, but still, what are you doing? I mean, I don't run that often, but that would piss me the fuck off, too. Yeah. It's just like a matter of principle. It's like, dude, stay, like, legit stay in your lane. Like, not like the, the metaphors. Literally, physically, you have a lane. Be in it. You have a room. Bothered me. It would, too. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'll do my uh, Thrones recap, and then we'll get into this. All right. Because... Dude, I've said this every week now, progressively, progressively. This show is so, so good. It's so good. And this last episode was, okay, a few things. So we are now officially at the halfway point of the season. We, there are five episodes. It is ten, it's a 10-episode season. We are five in now. And this fifth one was just like the most oh shit episode by far. A ton of crazy things happen. There's all sorts of drama. It's great. But it, I, dude, I was like, it, it, it legit is like kind of, because I told you this, that at a certain point, they are doing a super jump ahead and they are replacing the young characters with older versions of themselves with new actors and actresses. And this past episode was the last episode with the younger version of the characters, which I'm legit sad about because they were so, so good. They absolutely killed it. And it almost felt to me like the show ended. Like the show ended, and now we're going to just like, because the next episode, I believe, is a 10-year jump into the future. It's like, it's like a whole new show. And I just don't know what to think about it. Like, I'm very excited to see how it goes from here. But like, dude, they crushed it. And now we just have to start all over with a whole new cast. So... Did they say they're jumping into ten years? Yeah, this was always this was always the plan because like, um, like you can, and there's like a, like one of the characters' name is Rhaenyra, and like there's an actor for or an actress for young Rhaenyra who we've been with up to this point, and there's an actress right next to her for like old Rhaenyra or whatever. Like, like you see them side by side. Um, so like well, yeah, that was all. That was always the case. Like they prefaced that ahead of time, so you, everybody always knew that was going to be the case. It's just like now it's here. Well, did was it like a cliffhanger? Like, like since, yeah, like, it was. It was kind of because there's and that, that's the thing about the interesting thing about this show is that how like I think I mentioned this like Game of Thrones the the original show was like the biggest stakes right it's families with huge armies fighting other huge armies and there's zombies coming from the north and like everything there's a major major stakes involved whereas in house of the dragon it's very much just like drama at like the level of the king and his family like all of the common folk are in no danger. There's no war. There's no White Walkers. They're just living their regular lives. This whole show is focused on the drama happening at the top. So, like, it's very different from that perspective. There's a lot less violence, a lot less war. Um, there's a little bit, but it's really not a major plot point. Um, and 
So it's different from that perspective, but it sucks you in in a completely different way. And so it's, yeah, I don't even remember what your question was, but that's. There's the cliffhanger, like how. It... Oh, yeah. But yes, the last, the most recent episode was very much a cliffhanger. It was in classic Game of Thrones wedding, Game of Thrones way, a wedding scene where everything hits the fan. And the crate and the just insane stuff happens, like all this drama is happening. But again, it's only with like the most powerful people at the top. And it's just like they just left it in like this great, really sort of just like where does this go kind of way. And now we'll see what happens. But it's incredible. It's they they have been killing the show so far. Well, good. They had a couple of years to do it. Yeah. Well, it's completely different showrunners, different everything pretty much. So but yeah, dude, it's good. It's really good. Well, I, I can't wait to watch it in February. Yep. At least at that point, you'll have every episode to just burn through in a day. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, because I wanted to get this in at some point, I'll just do it now. I think the final nail has been hammered into the White Sox season coffin. They are in a three-game series with the Twins. They went into the series Four games back of the Twins for the division. They lost last night after being up two inning, two, after uh, giving up five runs and extra, extra inning, despite they were up three to one in the seventh. They went to extras and they lost. And because they are currently down six to one in the sixth inning, they cannot score enough runs to come back. They will be down, uh, would it be six games with like 13 left on the year? I think the White Sox season is officially over, and I would like to label it maybe the most disappointing season in sports that I've ever witnessed for my teams. Considering the White Sox came into this year probably a top three, top five team in MLB, World Series aspirations. They were going to breeze through what everyone thought was the weakest division in baseball, win the league, win the division by 10 minimum games, and cruise into the playoffs to see what happens. And they never were better than, I think, six games above 500 all year. They are currently sitting at about three games above 500. It is pitiful. It is a disgrace. It is just the biggest sports disappointment I may have ever been involved with from an expectation versus reality situation. So go Phils. I'm officially a Phillies fan, assuming you guys – stop losing every game you're playing and make it to the playoffs. Yeah, man. Um, as we're talking about that, the Phillies are in the middle of a five-game losing streak. Yeah, I know. That's why I said that. And, That's why I said that. And I see you're losing right now because I have ESPN pulled up. Yeah, yeah they're, they're losing right now because uh, one of our relievers just gave up a three-run home run. Um, well, yeah, so it's going and, great. And the Brewers did win today, so that's not good. Yeah, so, I mean – Thank God the Brewers are sucking just as much as the Phillies are because yeah. they're only a one and a half game um, above well, the Brewers. Or, yeah, yeah. Or now it's now it's it, two it was, games. It was two and a half going into today. Yeah. So, so if now, the Phillies lose, it'll be a game and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's two games. If they fight back and call back, great. Um, like it's 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 not good right now. Um, so yeah, it, it's. But I did just see a thing on Barstool Philly where it was like, um, did you watch the, uh, what do you call it, the Avengers movies? I've seen some of them. I guess there's a scene where 
I only know this because Reagan watches it and whatever. But um, I guess there's a scene where like one of the characters, I guess, wins or gets everything, and it at, it's like a meme where it says, um, um, what did you what did you have from it, or what did you win? And the person says like what everything or whatever, and uh, the other person says what it what what does it cost you? And the person says everything, and the so the thing is now is um what did you win or how's it going and um the one character says the eagles are legit hello and then yo can you hear me yeah can can you hear me yeah but you cut out for the past like 30 seconds i missed like that whole story oh can you hear me now yeah now you're fine all right so i was saying i guess there's a meme where like the one character says um what did you win and the person says oh i won the universe or whatever and then the, the character A says, what did it cost you? And character B says, everything. Well, yeah. this one in Barstool Philly is, um, what did you win? And character B says, uh, the Eagles being legit and the number one team. And then character A says, what did it cost you? And character B says, Red October, which a.k.a. the Phillies uh, playoff hopes. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. There's – Three weeks left. We have. You guys are playing the Cubs, so you should sweep them. And then you're playing the Nationals for yeah. one game. And then you go, you got the Braves. Ooh, that's not good. Braves for four, Cubs for three, Nats for one. So you could go. You Nats should go two. six and two. What? Oh, oh, yeah. This you're right. This ends in so, September. The, yeah, I, it only four. it ends at the end. That's that's in four because they have a doubleheader this Saturday, and then we end with the Astros. So. All right. Well, good. So there's some. Some winnable games on the horizon. We are, and uh, an extra an extra fan out there always helps as well. And the Brewers play the Reds for four, so that's good. But then they play the Cardinals, so that's tough. And then they play the Marlins, which is not tough. And then they end the season with the Diamondbacks, which is also not tough. So. Phillies just gotta yeah. take care of the shit. That's what it comes yeah, down to. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. All right, let's uh let's let's do picks. picks. Although I see they did a bottom ten, which I love. Let's see who made it. Anybody good? Oh, Auburn went uh at the cursed five. Do you do you ever read the bottom ten on ESPN from Ryan McGee? No, where's it at? It's just under college football, and like he, it's it's like a joke. Like he just names every team. Like he gives them a joke name, um, and it's like the legit bad teams. But then the fifth spot is always like a joke bad team. It's like a team that's good that did something really dumb or something, and it's Auburn this week. I'm gonna have to start reading. I like Ryan McGee a lot. Yeah, like. <laughs> He's got UConn as you can't. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. It's just like good satire is all it is. So I, no, I like this a lot, actually, as I'm, as I'm reading this. Yeah. All right. Let me, uh, let me pull up the spreadsheet.
Okay, let me see. All right, you ready? Yeah. Well, as of right now, I had, we both, again, not great, not great. I went two and three. No, I went three and two. You went one and four. Yeah. So awful. I'm currently eight and 10 and you are six and 12. We are awful. both slacking going into week four. Although if this was baseball, I'd be a Hall of Famer right now. I would be player in baseball history. Probably. All right. Um, so I go first. Right? Do you? I always forget how this goes. I don't know why. Well, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter because we just pick games and then um so like, I'll pick first because it because the we're each going to pick two games and then the fifth one I'm going to give you three options. So it doesn't really matter who picks. Okay, first. go. I'm going to start with the easy one, Florida Tennessee. Nice pick. I'm going to go with uh, Texas A&M Arkansas. I'm going to go with Texas, Texas Tech. That's a good game. Um, Clemson and Wake. Okay. Uh, I need to get out of the ranked games only. All right, so I'll give you three now. The Battle of the Unbeatens, Duke, Kansas. That's the game I was hoping you'd say. So I, I don't don't even pick three. I want that game. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking through this. I don't even know what else I would have given you. Maybe. Um, what even else is there? What are the there some other games that intrigue me are Notre Dame, North Carolina, Minnesota, Michigan State, um, and then there's one one night game. Um, oh, I was looking at Baylor Iowa State too. Yeah, I was, I, I was thinking about that too. I thought it was a late game too, but maybe not. Oh, oh, a lot of the buzz right now is Oregon State's going to uh, beat USC. Oh yeah, is that at Oregon State? Yeah, because the other and then Oregon at Washington State. I like. Yeah. Dang, this is a good week. There are some good games this week. Maybe not a lot of like high-profile ranked versus ranked, but there's a lot of ranked teams going on the road to teams that might be, like, sneaky good. Yeah. Honestly, that Arkansas A&M game is going to bore the hell out of me. So is Wisconsin-Ohio State. Wisconsin-Ohio State sucks. Should not be a 7-30 game. Yeah. 
Vanderbilt at Alabama, go Vanderbilt. But yeah, you get USC, Oregon State. You get the, you get the, uh, um, the Oregon Washington State game. You get Baylor at Iowa State. You get Texas at Texas Tech. Like, yeah, sign me up. Minnesota Michigan State could be a good one. Like, sign me up for some of these games. Yeah. I want. I'm, I'm checking the spread for the uh, Alabama game because I'm intrigued by the spread. Yeah, let's see if it's on. ESPN has it at Alabama minus 40 and a half. What time's the game? Uh, 6.30 my time. So 7.30 for you. That sucks that your night game is a Vanderbilt game. If you're Alabama. Yeah, 40 and yeah. a half, yeah. Yeah. Dude, the, the noon, dude, honestly, like, the noon slot is really good. I mean, we play Clemson at Wake. Dude, Clemson hasn't really impressed me, and I would love this. And you get Wake Forest at home? Like, you never know. Baylor and Iowa State's on at noon. Um, Duke, Kansas. Like, there are some games at the noon. And then you get the Florida-Tennessee game and Texas-Texas Tech in the afternoon slot. You get Minnesota-Michigan State at noon. Really, the only night game – I mean, you get Oregon-Washington State at three on Fox. Like, there are some games. Really, the only night game that I'm, like, even remotely interested in is, honestly, the uh, USC-Oregon State game. Yeah, and that's a, like um, – that's a late, late game. That's not even, like, well, a 7 to 9.30. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's 8.30 for me, which is good. Yeah, but yeah. – like, but yeah, the, the night games this week are are subpar. I mean, Texas A and M and Arkansas, I think will be a good game. But well, dude, I watched the Miami. In my opinion, this is barely different from Miami Texas A and M, which was a boring game. It just did not captivate me for you some know, reason. I, at, at Texas A and M at home, it just isn't exciting. Just seeing that stadium does does nothing for me. I don't yeah, know why. I, I felt I was watching that game for about I don't know twenty minutes when I got to the back to the hotel room, and then I fell asleep because I was tired. But then it was like I texted my mom. I, I said to my mom the next morning when I saw the final score, I was like, I'm actually thankful I I went to bed and and didn't like stay up to watch that game. Yeah. Yeah. UMass to hold Pride Day when Liberty Football visits. That's a pretty hilarious headline. Why? Because Liberty is a very sort of old school conservative, won't say it, but probably doesn't like gay people <laughs> school. Uh, I, I, that is funny. Oh, yeah, here we go. The, the, uh, the here, here's the article. The, um, the like the school has official restrictions that prohibit, among other things, romantic displays of affection with a member of the same sex, such as hand holding, kissing, and dating. Okay, so if you're a gay person, why would you even apply to Liberty? Well, you wouldn't. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. But like the fact that they aren't accepting of gay people is a really just not just like why do you care? Stop. Just just why do you care? And then also, be it's hilarious how UMass is holding a Pride Day, <laughs> like when when they're there. Like that's the funniest thing. Like yeah. good for them. Stick it to them. Yeah. 
All right, let's get this going. Um, All right. Write this down. All right, Florida, Tennessee. I am taking the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm doing the same thing. Ten- go Vols. Go Vols. All right. Uh, Florida, Texas A&M, Arkansas. I want to say Arkansas. Which I am actually going to take Texas A&M. Very nice. Uh, Texas versus Texas Tech. I'm going to take Texas Tech. I want us so badly take Texas Tech. I just, I, I just, I just can't. You know, B. John Robertson, even without Quinn Ewers, I'm taking Texas. All right. Clemson, Wake Forest. Uh, go Clemson. I'm taking Wake. Wow. I'm doing it. Wow. What's the line on that game? Uh, I'll check. I got it right here. Clemson minus seven. Not bad. And then Duke, Kansas, give me the Jayhawks. Go Jayhawks. I just, I just want to be able to say I picked the Jayhawks to win. <laughs> I, I, I would specifically bet on the Jayhawks this week just to say I did bet on the Jayhawks for once. What is that game? It's, it is. The, Kansas minus seven. Yeah, and their money line I think I saw earlier was like minus 430. I wonder what the over-under on that game is because Kansas has scored like 50 points a game every game to start the year. Their offense is firing on all cylinders. So it's seven and a half is the line. Um, minus 300 is money line for Kansas. And 66 and a half is over-under. Oh, hammer the over. Hammer it. This game is going to be 49 to 41. Jayhawks, Jayhawks win, and they don't cover. I think Jayhawks. Well, 49 42, not 41. I think Jayhawks cover. I hope. All right, so lock it in. All right, let's do it. Tennessee. Okay, we've got Florida versus Tennessee, Texas AM versus Arkansas, Texas at Texas Tech, Clemson at Wake Forest, and Duke visiting Kansas. I have Tennessee beating Florida. Texas A&M beating Arkansas. Texas Tech over Texas. Wake Forest over Clemson. And Kansas beating Duke. You have Tennessee over Florida. You have Arkansas beating Texas A&M. Texas over Texas Tech. Clemson beating Wake Forest. And we're both hammering the Jayhawks. Kansas over Duke. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. All right. We'll see what happens. Well done. We've got how many do we disagree on? Three. One, one, three, yeah. So we'll see. At least we won't be tied. At, well, I guess we could be tied after this weekend. If I go, if I go undefeated? No. How, how many are you up by right now? I'm up two, so maybe not. Because if you win two and I win one, or you win three and I win – yeah, so no, never mind. We can't, we can't be tied. Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, anyway. All right. Is there anything else that we normally cover? Or are we Game day. The... Oh, yeah. Game shit. Um, did I pick first last? I think I might have picked first last week. I think it's your turn to go first. Um, where is it this week? 
Oh shit! Uh, I woke this up. Um, oh, Tennessee. Is that Tennessee? Oh, yeah, it is. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go um, NC State at Clemson. Yeah, see, I think this really comes down to if Clemson wins, it's NC State Clemson. But if they lose and Arkansas wins, then it's Alabama at Arkansas. You've also got Oklahoma State. Damn, next weekend's really good. Kentucky yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah. Next week's really good. Yeah, it is. I'm actually going to go Alabama-Arkansas. Respect it. Even though I picked Arkansas to lose. And if they do lose, I think that – but that wouldn't – I don't know. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I, I'm, I'm going with Alabama-Arkansas. There's also Kentucky and Ole Miss. Yeah, but I don't like that one as much. I, I don't either, but the Grove, like, I'm, they're not going to go there. But That one, is, yeah, but that one's already been announced to be an 11 a, a noon kick. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, give me Alabama, Arkansas. Lock it in? Lock it in. Cool. All right. Should we get into these other topics that we had lined up? I think we should. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, you go first. All right. I don't know if you saw this with all of your traveling going on this weekend, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Did you see what happened with the Oregon student section? No. They were chanting because they played BYU. The Oregon student section was chanting fuck the Mormons during the game. And everybody has been up in arms around that's so disrespectful. Like the university set, put out an official apology to BYU and BYU responded to it. There was this whole to do about these college kids chanting fuck the Mormons at the Oregon BYU game. And I'm curious what your thoughts are about the student section doing that. And it was not, so let's, let's be clear, because it was the student section. It was not like the everyday, you know, fans. Um, so what do you think? I think that if the Mormons were not 99, oh, I would say 75% white people, because there is a high majority of, like, um, Pacific Islanders, like, uh, like Samoans and all that, as Mormons as well, I think if they weren't majority of white people and say this was an Arab or Muslim uh, college, Oregon would be so canceled, it wouldn't even be funny. Like, every federal dollar that would go to that university would be canceled, would, would be sent to BYU instead of Oregon anymore. Um... I, I don't have a problem with it. Like, it's like stupid college kids. Yeah, they say dumb shit and, you know, fuck the Mormons. It's like, I could go outside to Philadelphia and say, fuck the Mormons, right? And it'd be, like, fine. It would be okay. But if I say, fuck the Muslims, I'm canceled. Yeah. And so here's where I have an issue with, with it, kind of. So, because this is, they brought this up on the radio and they were talking about it. 
and that's why I started thinking about it. But they were saying stuff like, if if they said something like "fuck the Cougars," right? Focus that like the school's mascot, then it's fine, right? Because then you're not targeting a religion or anything like that. But in my opinion, dude, like people sometimes get in arms about defending and respecting religions. It's like, I don't care if you're religion, religious, I don't care if you're a Mormon or a Muslim or a Catholic or a Christian or a Jew or a this or that or whatever. I don't care. It's just like, we make such a big deal. Like, fuck fuck the Catholics. I'm a Catholic, fuck the Catholics, right? Fuck the Christians, fuck the Jews, fuck like, Fuck the Mormons. Who cares? It's it's just it's just and then like fuck the atheists, right? For not having religion at all. It's like I just don't get why it's such a big deal. It's just religion, dude. It's just like you're saying words about a religion. Like they didn't mean it. They're just college kids who are probably drunk up in the moment because their team is beaten down on BYU, and they're just fucking saying fuck the Mormons. Like I don't know. So I I feel like yeah, should they have done it? Probably not. Like just just be cool. Like first of all, you shouldn't care because whatever. Let people do their own thing. But B, like, who cares? Like, they were just saying something, like, whatever, you know, so. Yeah, but if, if, if let me say this. If Oregon said, fuck the Muslims, would you be saying the same shit? Well, that's the thing. And that's because of our cultural sort of, like, how we view those religions. Because then it becomes Muslims, okay, well, that's, you know, you know a highly Middle Eastern religion, a lot of minorities from an American perspective religion. And so then it becomes a race thing, right? Then it's because that's the same way with Mormons, to your point. I mean, I didn't know there was a big American Samoan population that were Mormon. I just thought they were all a bunch of white people in Utah. But like, that's the thing. Because when you say that, it all of a sudden becomes a race thing, not just a religion thing. I'll, I, I, I disagree with you on that. I think the majority of hate for Muslims is derived from 9-11. Yeah, I know, but the vast majority of Muslims are also – okay, if – I'm just, how do I, I'm trying to think of how I should put this. If Muslims were predominantly white and predominantly white Muslims carried out 9-11, would we still have the same negative connotation towards them – as an entire population, I because there are a lot of people who are I, just so stereotypically racist against Muslims. I think I think so. I believe so. I would I would have the same feelings towards them because your religion told it's the same thing you do with Catholics. Why do so many people disagree or not like Catholics? Is because of the whole them hating gays and like being so far against abortions nowadays, and, and yeah. also being like child abusers and hypocrites to yeah, the moon. And, yeah, exactly. So if, if And I'm one of them apparently because I'm a confirmed Catholic. It's so if Muslims were white, I I I truly think that um what do you call it? They they get the same height hate. Yeah. But 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 here's the other thing like again my point should they have done it? No. Like, you're just being an idiot. But that's the thing. Like, you're being an idiot because you're just a drunk college kid caught up in the moment. And I feel like we put too much stock into, like, 
you need to be respectful and well-behaved. And like, sure, like, is it good to be? Yeah, but if you do something stupid and then you just say, fuck the Mormons, like, all right, like, big deal. And the Mormon church has a lot of flaws. Like, they do a lot of really not great stuff, from what I understand, in terms of just their views on things. So, I know... I when I was in Utah and Salt Lake City, I read a lot about the Mormons and like BYU and University of Utah, uh, based on just because I was in there and like I wanted, so I read a lot about their religion and the history of it and all that. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, do you do you watch South Park ever? I hate South Park. Well, it's hilarious, so I disagree with that that's opinion. Stupid. But it's hilarious. They did a whole episode making fun of the Mormons. A whole episode making fun of the Mormon church. And everybody was just like, well, it's South Park. So it's funny. And everybody thought it was funny. And they didn't receive any, like, they weren't canceled. Nothing bad happened to them. But the minute, you know, a couple of drunk kids at a football game start chanting, fuck the Mormons, everybody's saying, oh, you know, they're all up in arms and there's official apologies being being set out and you know oh you brought shame to the university it's like dude like if you went to liberty and started if, if you played liberty like liberty goes to to umass and umass is you know having pride day and and umass students are chanting you know fuck the cat the christians or whatever religious connotation liberty has do you think people are going to care i think they would uh agree with umass but that's the thing. Like, shouldn't you treat it the same way? I, I don't know. I, I just find it ironic that BYU is in this situation because of the whole racist volleyball player yeah. uh, shit that happened a month ago that was found out to be untrue, by the way. Yeah, no, I, yeah, well, base, I don't know. I still am on the fence on that because why would a girl make that up? Like, why would she just be like, or well, there were like other people who validated her claim that they it's, were it's the same it. shit that happened with what what's his face the guy in chicago the actor oh jesse smollett yeah it's the same shit well yeah but i don't i don't know i haven't really read into that as much but i just i don't know it's the same shit but I don't know. same shit so anyway, i just think people shouldn't care as much as they do is all i'm saying like, we 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 talked about this before. There's a line to cross. Like as long as there's no derogatory comments, like yeah, there were no derogatory comments. There was I, no I, violence. I, there was no malicious intent. It was just drunk college kids caught up in the moment. That's all it was. Obviously, obviously there were no. But I again, I'm from Philly, so I'll say like your mother like fucks like ugly dudes or like your mother should have swallowed you or some shit to like Dallas like fans or like players. Like, but I see that it's crossed the line, but, you know, fuck it, you know? But that's more, in my opinion, that's more disrespectful than saying, fuck your religion. Uh, I don't know about that, man. You're talking about your religion. It's like, it's like, but what I you believe in. Well, yeah, but I, that's, I, that's what I think we just put too much stock in religion. I absolutely, that's my opinion. I think, I think society as a whole needs to sort of tone it back on the whole religion. I think it has greatly. Well, there are a bunch of very, very hardcore Christians in this country who 
have some very scary opinions on things, in my opinion. So, and then look at all the stuff happening in Iran right now. Like the whole like, oh, you're a woman who showed your face and violates the Quran. We're gonna beat the shit out of you and throw you in prison for like six years. That's yeah, not cool. But it's entirely driven by religious beliefs. Yeah, but Saudi Arabia, same thing. Saudi Arabia women couldn't drive cars they couldn't go to the movies they couldn't like go outside without being escorted by a man for like their entire until like four years ago that was all religious based like are you kidding me that's insane it's insane to you and like yeah some things are insane like 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 the Amish it's insane that they're not allowed to use electricity and shit like that I get that like but like it's like what you believe in so like I'll take you for example you being a frat, you believe that no one should like touch your like sick new shit? No, be my guest. I don't care. Didn't you care one time when like Will drank out of your sick new cup? I don't know, probably. But that was probably more because I don't like people touching my stuff. I think it was more because it was sick new. Well, but see, the thing is, I've changed my opinion on that, which is fine. There's a lot of there's like Reagan's not a Catholic anymore, she's. Not atheist. What's the other one? A pot, a, uh, Agnostic? That one. There's people that change. Like, you're Catholic. Yeah. And even your political views have changed since, you know, you are in college. Yeah. So, people change. Like, I could, like but, 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 but all I know, but what I'm saying is, people, like, these, I'll go back to the example of, like, women in Iran or Saudi Arabia. Like, they were born into this culture where religious beliefs force them to be, you know, sort of confined and restricted to what they could do their entire lives. And that's all driven by, they had no say in this. Do you think if you asked them if they were cool with this, they would be like, oh yeah, I love this. I love this. It's great. I doubt it, but it's all religious based. And that's because people in those countries are so, so attached to religion in their everyday lives. They let it govern everything that they do. And in my opinion, that's insane. Like, you know, I'm all for it. You know what? Have good morals. Go to church on Sundays. That's fine. Right? That's fine. But when you let it dictate every, every, every aspect of your life, then you've become a slave to it. And that's just like, I, I, man, maybe it's a mindset thing, but I just cannot, cannot fathom it in the slightest. No, I get it, dude. It makes sense. And yes, I'm eating right now, so I'm sorry in advance. No, it's just tip old Nick fucking Nova Country shit. Every fucking one of them. It's 9.15. Snack time. Well, no way. Veggie straws tonight. You told me about those before. They were pretty good. Yeah. Is All that right, enough about that. What was your thing? My thing. It's political, right? It is. Oh, God. This could be very juicy. I've made this mistake too many times before, so we'll see if I, I make it again. I, I, I think you have a very strong opinion on this, and I have a super strong opinion on this. Did you see what uh, DeSantis did to some illegal immigrants? Yes. I love it. I love how they're suing him. Huh? I love how they're suing him. DeSantis is being sued. Is he? I didn't see uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Is the Abbott from Texas getting sued down too? 
If he is, I haven't seen anything about it. But I know DeSantis is. Class action lawsuit. Well, I guess they and are. And there are a lot of very high-profile lawyers who are jumping, jumping on that one. I guess they're now officially Americans because they're suing over some bullshit. No, there are, there are rules. There are, like, laws that govern the treatment of asylum seekers. And they're claiming that he violated their rights as asylum seekers. Well, they're not asylum seekers because the one dude was caught like three weeks ago crossing the border and then he got into this country again. Well, the government says they are and that's the American government, which you, I feel like, fervently believe in what they say. So, Well, if he was seeking asylum three weeks ago, then why did he get kicked out? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, I love everything about this. Everything. The fact that one, DeSantis sent them to a sanctuary city slash sanctuary state. And then on top of that, it wasn't just just any city or any location. It was fucking hoity-toity Martha's Vineyard. And well, they said, responded okay. by they responded being very generous. I mean, they weren't just like snooting their noses at it. They were welcoming. I wouldn't say they were welcoming. From what I saw, they were. Maybe you saw something different. But... I mean, I saw the fact that they gave them clothes and stuff, but then as soon as that happened, they were like, okay, get the fuck out. I have no idea. Either way, I love this. I think it should happen every day. If you find illegals and your state, you're running your state, send them off to somewhere else that are welcoming them. So if, if you have, like, we talked about this, John Fetterman or whatever, how he's like, six cities will take, like, whoever. No, send them there. You, they will well, Abbott sent, them to, there are, Abbott sent them to Chicago. Yeah, I know. I know. That's, like, that's why I brought Abbott up. Yeah. I love it. I, it. It's no different than if, say, you order a package – and instead, the FedEx UPS sends the package to me, and I send the package as an honorable man, send the package to you, so you get your package. Yeah, well, here, so I have an opinion, and I, okay, we might not be as far apart as you think on this, despite the fact that I don't love it, as you proclaim. Um, I get it. The southern border states bear 100% of the brunt of dealing with illegal immigration because they're the border states, right? New Mexico, Arizona, Texas being the big three. Maybe the only three that border Mexico. Um, California, too. But, but that, I don't count that because that's a sliver in the ocean. Um, so, yeah. They have to – those states deal with the brunt force of it. And – up here in Illinois and in Boston or in Massachusetts, we never see firsthand illegal immigration like at the border level. And so it's, it's, it's easy for our states to be like, oh, you need to do this, 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 and this, because we never actually have to do it ourselves, right? We're just over here hanging out, you know, 15 hours north of the border, just do our own thing, right? So I get it, right? Like the like Abbott and DeSantis are trying to say, look, like you guys sit over there in your safe haven, Northern cities and you just, or states, and you just kind of look down at us for all the bad stuff we're doing. 
whereas you're not experiencing this firsthand. So I get that. So I get it that DeSantis and, and uh, Abbott are trying to say, look, like let's, at the end of the day, what they're trying to say is, well, if we're all equally supportive of immigrants' rights, let's all equally bear the brunt of them crossing the border illegally. So that much I get. Granted, it could have been done a lot more humanely, but I think also this gets down to the, or, and by humanely, I mean, don't treat it as a political stunt. Um, on the, the other side of this though is, I mean, the root cause of immigration is because all of these countries in Latin America are literally crippling and buckling at the knees and our government will do nothing to support them. And if our government did do something to support those countries like Venezuela, et cetera, those people wouldn't be seeking asylum in America in the first place. And America did a whole lot to really screw up Latin America back in like the 60s and 70s. So we have some of the blame for this. And now we're just trying to say, well, no, it's not our fault. Let's just kick all these immigrants out of the country. No, we should go back and remedy the mistakes that we made 50, 60 years ago and help these countries rebuild their economies, rebuilding their governments so that their people won't actually want to leave in the first place. But we will never do that because that is not the American way because we are good on the outside, very selfish on the inside. Are you I, kidding me? As I interpret America. Yeah. All right. That's where we get, we, we were not so far apart when you said, first of all, I don't think it was, it might've been a political stunt, but I hope they keep on doing it just so it's not a political stunt. Cause they should be doing this. Everyone should be doing this. If you're a sanctuary city and want to deal with this and welcome immigrants, illegal immigrants to your city, send them. I love it. And you saying more humanely, what do you want? A fucking private jet with some champagne and some like caviar? No. Well, remember that was don't use these real people as a political propaganda. Because you know DeSantis was like, hey, every Republican, look at me forcing these immigrants out of my state. That's what I'll do for America if you vote for me for president. Perfect. That was absolutely the statement he was trying to make. And he was using real people to make that statement, which I think is pretty, pretty gross. I, I, anything you should do should not be for a political statement. It should just be you doing your thing so you believe in that. So that's why I still love it. And hopefully, it, so if he does this just once, like, yeah, that's shitty. Like, you, you should, like, follow through on it. But if he gets on doing it, sign me up. He already has my vote next, in two years. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but you going, like, so the reason why they're coming here is the reason why immigrants have been coming here for 100 and, or 200 and, uh, 46 years. It's because we're the best country in the world. And they're yeah. not. It, that's the reason why they're coming here. And. In your opinion, that's the reason why they're coming here. Ask them why they're coming here. The answer is because their countries are run by gangs and violence, and there's no money, and it's a nightmare. That's why. So, would you say that makes America better than their countries? Better, but not the best. Yes. Better. Better. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If America and Canada geographically switch places, and but otherwise we're identical, it would be Canada dealing with this. Because Canada is, in your mind, not as good as America, but they'd still be flooding there because it's a help. They're not going to just bypass Canada and come to America. They're going to the closest place that's not an absolute 
like it's, it's no way dude. country. If you're traveling from fucking Venezuela to fucking Texas or fucking Florida or any other fucking place, and there's somewhere better for you to go than that place, you're gonna travel an extra thousand miles to get to the fucking Canadian border than fucking just stop thousand miles. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? If I'm traveling three thousand miles to get to somewhere. And you're telling me I have to travel another thousand miles to get to like the ultimate place? I'm going there. If I already traveled that far, Connor, this, Connor, this is where you have to remember that you have a very, very different opinion than most people on most things. Would that be like me saying I want to drive to California, but I'm just going to drive to fucking I don't know Colorado and then stop? No. Yes, Connor. If all I'm saying is that if America and Canada geographically switched places but otherwise were identical in terms of how they are right now no immigrant would be well someone but a very small percentage very small would be going through canada to america they would stay in canada if everything was Garen, if everything were the same as it is today climate everything everything i disagree with that because why would someone travel from Venezuela to the United States border, if somewhere was better, Connor, I don't know why. Neither do you. You've do, never been no in sense, that situation, Nick. Connor. But this is where you have to remember your thought process is vastly different from most everybody else on this planet. I'm not saying it's a bad just, thing. That's just the truth. So you just can't understand this conceptually, but a whole hell of a lot of people can because that's exactly what they do. I, I just I cannot wrap my head around and that. That's fine. That, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's because just how that'd it be is. like that'd be like you saying I you you had to get a like a certain GPA to stay in the college business, correct? Yes. So that'd be like you saying I want to go. I'm going to be in the college business for three years. Then my senior, I'll just stop. No, no, that would be like saying I don't even have a good example. I don't. Yeah. So. So you're telling me, because geographically, you've got Montreal, you've got Canada, or you've got Toronto, you've got like Ottawa, I think, or I don't remember the exact move, but anyway, you've got some major metropolitan areas in Southern Canada. So if they switch, you would have to go through Toronto. You'd have to go through Montreal. You're telling me that you truly believe that people would say, Toronto, Montreal, these very first world, high amenity, great cities with surrounding suburbs, safe, X, Y, Z. But hey, if we go another thousand miles north, we can be in Texas. Are we crazy? Why, why would we stop in Toronto? You think that's what would happen? Yeah, I, yes, I'm, I'm oh saying that exactly. I'm saying why, if you're saying it, if the only difference between Canada and the United States right now is the geographical location of whatever city they end up in, and the United States is not a better – or Canada is a better place than, ultimately than the United States because they would just stop there as soon as they got there. I think you're exactly wrong. I would love, love – A survey. Love survey. A, to a poll of, 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 of immigrants from South and Central America coming to the United States. I want to take a poll. If, if you could either – if you could pick any country to be right here, right? So America gets swapped with any country um, in, in, in the world or it stays America. So you get to pick, right? It's the same distance. It's the same 
the country is the same politically and, and X, Y, Z. You just get to swap America with any country for you to emigrate into right here. Would you stick with America or would you pick a different one? I would love to see those poll results. I would love, love to. to. I, even, I'll even go one further. I would love you to show the Canadian flag to people in Central and South America. And I would love out of 100 people, how many could tell you that is Canada? That in okay. no way is referencing their IQ or how smart they are. I guarantee you no one gives a shit about Canada. Just because it hasn't been heard of as much doesn't mean it's worse. The United States is the mecca for any fucking immigrant out there. Well, and it's a proven example for the past a thousand years, uh, 200 years. Eh, well, I mean... America had the advantage of two things. One, being young, and two, being really big. And that's what was so attractive to it, to all yep. the immigrants leaving. It's like, yeah, would you rather date a 50-year-old or a 25-year-old? Well, right the 25 now. Year old, the 20, and you could be any age in the world, and you would take the 25-year-old. You were talking about hot college girls for the first but, minute. You would take the 25-year-old. But, 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 no, but wait, young, but wait. Young countries don't – like, you're not upset. Like, like, the newest country, like West Sudan or whatever. Well, no, okay, but, 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 but I'm talking about young in the sense that it was young, but it was also growing economically. There was a ton yeah, of – the most expansion. It yes. was up and coming, yeah, back in like the 1920, what was it, like the 1870s to the early, like the, the, the real peak of immigration. It because was they, but yeah, it's and, the most but, opportunity, dude. It's not about the youngest age. It was. It's opportunity. Yeah, and I don't disagree because at the time, the Industrial Revolution was hitting, America was, what, and I'm very specifically using the word was, leading in innovation, leading in expansion. You could go, there was like, the, you know, everybody was moving west. There was all, you know, going west to, you know, California, past the Rockies, etc. There was room to grow. There was room to expand. There were metropolitan cities like New York that had, you know, first of all, they had communities for those immigrants, right? So like, you know, the Irish had the Irish parts, the Italians had the Italian part, X, Y, Z, you know. Still do. And so they, yeah, no, exactly. And so there was that sort of attraction. Things are very different today than they were 100, 150 years ago when those they, mass. They're still mass. different, but it's still the, the like Mecca. You get to America, you're set. Uh, why, 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 are, why are all these immigrants still jumping the border, swimming across the border? Because there's not great opportunity or anything like that. There is relative to where they're coming from, and it is the closest place to them geographically that in the, the proximity plus the relative better life probability makes it attractive. It has nothing I to will, do with America I will give you, as America. I, I will give you $10,000 to pull 100 illegal immigrants, okay? You can give them, what is that, 100 bucks each. Okay, they they can get them some food, maybe a fucking pair of clothes or whatever. Maybe they'll spend it on something else. Who knows? I will give you a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to pull this, and I guarantee you, they say that the United States is the mecca, 
and I'll even for the I'll give you another five thousand dollars and you pull how many people can uh, recognize the Canadian flag, and I okay. guarantee you what, what I'm per- right. What percentage is like the over under for this? For which one? For the Mecca, not the Canadian flag. Mecca, eighty percent. So you think if I pulled a hundred immigrants? They would say, 80 of them or more would say that, back to my scenario, you could replace the United States with any country in the Correct. world. Correct. Fuck it. I'm not going would to you? I'm, going, I'm going 90. All right. I'm going 90. And then furthermore, Canadian flag, I'll say 95%. So you think that if I pulled 100 immigrants less than five of them would recognize and be able to name the Canadian flag. Correct. Jeez, this is an easy way to make money. All right, Adam, send me another truckload of immigrants so I can meet them at the, at the bus stop and quiz them. I will give you money to do this. I'm not going to do it, but I disagree with you. If you find a college student... Now, here, let me, let me be clear. Do I think that the majority would probably say America? Yes. And I say that primarily, not entirely, but primarily because, A, they know people here, like they've had family or friends come here. B, they might not be necessarily well-educated around what other countries there are, Europe, Australia, Maybe even Canada, to your point. Maybe they just don't know those countries exist, right? Which means that they really only know America. And so that biases their whole response to this thing. So, yeah, I do believe that the vast majority. But do you, okay, so if if that's the case, then why aren't we seeing mass migration from, you know, from countries like Africa, right? Or you know, you know, the, the Eastern Europe where things aren't so hot, right? You do. They're doing it legally. No, because they're all going to Europe. Have you watch watch YouTube videos about the, the border between there's a tiny little bit of Spain that is technically on Africa geographically, but it belongs to Spain. They have this huge, massive border wall. There are so many people, literally every day, there's like hundreds of people who climb this wall just to, for the hopes that like one or two of them make it in yeah. because it's right there. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. But the, va- the overwhelming vast majority of legal immigrants in this country are from Africa and Southeast Asia. That's because they, how, how do you illegally enter America from Africa or Southeast Asia? That, that you're right. How, how do you? But the fact that they're doing it legally because is, they can't, they don't have a border, they can just hop across. No, shit, dude. So they, so there's the only, only option I, is for them I, to I, do it. Then run, run another poll. Ask any African who has not even two stones to rub together. Ask them, would you rather go to fucking Spain, Germany, anywhere in Europe, or would you rather go to the United States of America? And I guarantee you, the majority will say, Get me to America ASAP. I vastly disagree with you. But the other thing I'll say is that it is comparatively much easier to go through the immigration process for America 
than it is to go to Europe. So you're, if you're a person living in a country in Africa and you say, I want to emigrate to the United States, all right, this will take me a year to get in, but it's going to take me five years to get into Germany. I'm just going to take whichever one will let me in sooner. So that I, I, absolutely no, if, plays if a you, role in this as If well. you ask them, you can immigrate today. You, you have two countries that can immigrate today. Mm-hmm. No waiting, no bullshit, no money, no hopes to go, jump through. Every majority of them will say, get me to America. America versus like a Germany or an England or anywhere. You pick, I you pick disagree. anywhere. You pick anywhere in Europe. I guarantee. As long as again, as long as their knowledge of all of the countries is equal, that has to also be the case. They I have to understand the politics and they have they to understand the America. And I don't care what you say. They get. I guarantee you, they say America. God. Wow. So there has to be a pull out there with that this year. I guarantee you say, and then so, I'll end that this, give me a second. And, and and that argument, I'm talking about the argument about how we fucked up their country and did all this shit, dude. What, like we're giving money left and right to every country out there. Weren't you complaining about that last year on this fucking podcast? I was complaining about us giving money to other countries, or like getting involved in other countries. Well, like. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. We never should have gotten involved in these countries in the first place, but we did it in the name of preventing the spread of communism. Like, we overthrew, like, I forget how many. Like, I think we really screwed up Venezuela. We were involved in other... Well, yeah, we did I screw think, up because that, that's a communist country right now. I don't remember all that. I, I don't want to misspeak. And, but there were, like, during, like, the 60s, we had the CIA and all sorts of, like, like government, like we did it in Iran. We sure as hell did. Iran was like a pretty progressive, good spot until America got involved and the the, the, yeah, the overthrow, and then it became this the probably like top three most oppressive countries in the world, literally thanks to America. Like we have ourselves to to thank or blame for that for Iran as it stands today. Sorry. America is not perfect, Connor. America has made a lot of stupid mistakes. Yeah, like me, okay? <laughs> I'm nowhere near perfect, but I'm sure as hell better than everyone else around me. Um, See if I don't hear let me see. All right, here we go. So this is I have no idea. This is the World Economic Forum. I think that's a reliable source, wouldn't you agree? Sure, I have no clue what that is, but it's, sure. I, I think the World Economic Forum is a pretty reliable thing. So here we go. They actually ran a poll. Fourteen percent of the world's adults, about seven hundred and ten million people, said they want to permanently migrate to another country. Right? Conflict, famine, and disaster are driving large numbers of people from countries such as Syria, South Sudan, and Congo, while chronic high employment is the root of people's desire to leave Albania. And where do they want to go? Where do they want to go, Nick? Well, here, but you do have to remember that I agreed with you that the U.S. would likely be the, the highest choice. Just not at the percentage you said, right? Where do they want to go, Nick? They want to go to the United States. First. Uh, what, per- what, what percent? What percent? You take a guess. I don't know. You're, you're sounding like it's low. So, forty-three. Try twenty-one. 
Okay. One in five. One in five. Okay. What you what said next? eighty. Then what? Germany. Then Germany. Then Canada. Then England. Then France. Then Australia. And it just kind of goes from there. Okay. What what's Germany? Yeah, and then OC it drops off. Germany's at six, Canada five, Britain five. Are you are you remember kidding me? Okay, but the but Germany, United Kingdom, France, right there is sixteen percent for three countries that collectively are still a lot smaller than the US and be like but next to each other. So you're, it's essentially one country. Wait, but your one country, your second place country is is one in twenty and mine is one in five. Yeah. Correct? Correct. That is like I, I I can't even know what I can't even compare that. That in itself is a win. This isn't like United States twenty. No, you're just you're trying to because you said no, you thought it was no, gonna be. You're making it sound you're making it sound like like it's right there. Like the next the next country is is four times less as likely as to be said than the United States. You saying twenty one percent is and you laughing at that is not crazy when the other fucking three countries behind it are four times less as likely. You're right. It's not eighty percent. However, it is still oh fuck. All right, never mind. It's still a fucking shit ton more. I never disagreed with you that America was going to be the majority, but you said it was going to be a blowout, and I don't consider that a blowout. I don't know. You thought it was going to be 43%. That was after you thought I was making it sound like it was on the low end. Had I not said anything and you guessed, you would have guessed over 50% easily. And it was 21. I would have. I would Yeah, and you were very wrong. So, yeah, again, my point being, America is, yeah, I don't disagree with that, that America is the, you know, sort of preferred place for immigrants. But it's also... There are a lot of other places that people would gladly go to. And I think, again, a lot of that is the fact that from a media perspective, all you see is America this, America that, right? And how great it is. From a relative, like people you know perspective, like there are other influencing factors. In fact, I would... I okay. I want to see that broken down by. All right. So take that one. One in five people want to emigrate to America over anywhere else. I want that broken down by reason. Is it geographic proximity to where you currently live? If you're coming from South America, or America, is it because you have relatives or family already there, or is it because of perceived opportunities or the politics? Or the culture. I would love to you see to do that how for every those... single country. Then, well, yeah, no, I, yeah, you absolutely would. But like that, like they should have been a question. Like, all right, you asked who they, whoever they polled to get those, and they should have been like, you shouldn't have only asked them where do you want to go to. You should have also asked them why, and give them like a list of like ten choices and like check the box. I, I, okay, fine. Wrong on the whole eighty percent thing. However, very wrong. I, you got to follow up question to every country, but again, America is the mecca for all immigrants out there, and for twenty one percent of immigrants out there. Yes, correct. That means eighty. You also have to remember 
This means that 80% of people looking to immigrate, 80% would rather go somewhere else than the United States of America. Let them go somewhere else. percent would rather go, go somewhere else. Go for them. Yeah. Let them then. They would. If they, you wouldn't have to let them. They gladly would. So you're, you're, me and you disagree on that, but then we also disagree on the whole United States. Uh, you know, we we should be there for every country. How many times have people complained about our our country getting involved, not taking care of their own or whatever? Well, we should be involved for the right reasons. We shouldn't be involved. So we, said, we over- so we should piggyback. We should we should extend our arms to everyone, to to everyone, and make sure that their countries are okay. When do when do we ever look at ourselves and think? Like you always talk about how we're doing stuff wrong in this country and how we're not perfect and everything like that, but yet we should worry about other countries because you know their 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 people are coming over to us because their their country is a shit show. Is that our fault? No. Well, so what you think? Maybe like, yeah. At times it could be yeah. So it's our fault that that North Korea is such a shit show and their their people are dying over there and they're trying to do everything they can. People in Iran hate their lives, and then people in Venezuela hate being under a communist regime. It's not working. Everything is fucking out of its place. But you know, you know, United States should be there and take care of it because you know that's what America should do. Well, because it was our problem in the first place that caused it. Yeah, yep. We caused it just it's we caused a communist regime to get in power in Venezuela. So do you not believe that the United States is responsible for, at least partially responsible, for the current state of affairs in Iran? Partial, maybe. I think but partial, that, but that'd be like That'd be like breaking up with a girlfriend and saying, the way she treated me is the way I act now. No. It is. Connor, dead with the United, the United States went there and overthrew a liberal government and replaced them with like a religious zealot regime. We didn't replace him with the fucking Ayatollah, dude. I'm pretty sure the United States like put him there. No, we didn't. I have to do more research. I told in Iran, Russians in Afghanistan. Have you ever learned in fucking... Yeah, I know the lyrics to We Didn't Start the Fire. Dude, the Ayatollah is the reason why there's a fucking Iran takeover, dude, in 1979. I'm looking into this. Ayatollah Saheed Rahula Mazibi Khomeini, Supreme Leader of Iran in 1979. One second. Give me 30 seconds while you're researching that. I also giving you like the 10 minute warning. 
All right, you find it? No, this is a long Wikipedia article. It's going to take me a while to find this because I these, there's a lot to read. I learned I learned this in like high school. We had like a good relationship to, I think, I forget what he was called. He was like either the Prince of Iran or something like that. And the Ayatollah Shah or what or Ayatollah something. We like so, someone had cancer, whether it be the Ayatollah or like the Prince. Or something like that. Someone had cancer. And like we sent them. Or he came here. And then went back to Iran. And then was like. Either, I forget who. I, I something, Someone had cancer. And then it got messy. And then the Ayatollah came into power. Like it might have been. Someone came here for cancer. And we should have killed him. But we didn't. And we let him go or something like that. I forget what it was. There's there, somewhere in the story of the United States on Iran and all the shit going down. Someone had cancer and the United States either let it go or protected or something like that. And then that's where something happened. However, I know for a fact the Ayatollah came to power in 1979 and that's when the whole fucking Iran um, hostage crisis happened. And that's when like the whole Islamic thing came into power. Yeah, here we go. So um, <clears throat> this actually goes back to the early 50s. So the, the American involvement happened in 19, the 1952 Iranian legislative election. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, the CIA launched Operation Ajax, directed by some dude, to remove the leader and replace him with the Shah, the guy you were talking about, who was an American friendly, but he was also. Um, wait, no, wait, but then there's somebody else. Orchestrated the Italian Kingdom, the United States replaced. Yeah, so the. Okay, so they, they replaced him with this guy. Um, Fazl, Fuzz, the United States replaced um, this guy with who was a constitutional monarch to this new guy that the CIA put in place, who was an author, authoritarian ruler who relied heavily on United States government support. That led to his authoritarian rule led to the Iranian Revolution of 1979, which then toppled the Iranian government and led Iran to be what it is today. So it all dates back to the 1953 Iranian coup d'etat orchestrated by the United States. Which then let the people decide what the country they wanted, which led to them being a shit, shithole country right now. 
while the country they we should have let them decide the country they wanted by not getting involved in the, with a coup d'etat in 1953. So if we didn't get involved, instead of just you know, so 1979 to now would have been like 53 years. So instead of just 53 years of women not being able to go out and study and all that, we would have let's say like 80 years of women not being able to go out and you know, do the things that they want to do and get, like, um, stoned to death and all that shit. I have no idea how things... You can't predict how things would have ended up if we never got involved. We just know that they would likely be different than they are now. And where they are right now is not so great. That's or they could have been, like, right, how they are could, right now. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah, could have, would have, should have. It's all hypothetical. We'll never know. You can't well, just I, assume. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that they would have been the way they are now for an extra... 26 well, years. You have that right to think that. All right, I've got like three minutes left. So, should we end on us not battling it out over politics? Yeah, so what do you think? What do you think Saturday goes? How, how do you think Saturday goes? Just in general, I hope it's a good day. I'm going to be painting all day. Let's so. talk about Penn State, dude. I don't care about, no offense, I don't well, care about your painting. Well, fine. Then you can't stay here if you're going to disrespect my painting job. I never said I, I never disrespected. I just said no offense. I said I don't care. Well, I'm going to make you care. Otherwise, you have to say I care about your painting job. Are you not going to say it? Uh, I care about your painting job, Nick. I hope, right. hope it goes really well. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to I mean, I, I, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win by probably in the ballpark of 30-plus points. Um, so the spread is 26-and-a-half right now. I think we cover. Okay. Um, I think that it's going to be similar to the Ohio game where it's sort of just sort of, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, not that, not that exciting. There'll be some nice plays by some guys, but generally speaking, Drew Aller will come in probably – mid to late third quarters. And then you might see some Christian Bayer towards the end of the game. Um, and you'll just see a lot of backups getting a lot of minutes in the second half. That's what I hope. I'll take that because that's a good thing for us. Hope and pray. Do you have any thoughts that differ from mine? Uh, I want to see I want to see some dudes get involved like uh, Parker Washington. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Keandre Lambert sw- um, Smith get involved. Yeah. Um, I I kind of want a fourth receiver to show up, like a Malik ba- uh, Maga or Jaden Dodden, something like that. Has Has Clifford's brother played at all this year? Do you yeah. think he will play? He yeah. Liam. Yes. Yeah. Against Ohio, probably. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I think he played special teams too. Um, I I don't I haven't seen Caden Saw. He he no he played against Ohio. Remember they called it. I remember they they called him out. And I was like, oh, that's the first time I've heard his name. What number is he? Do you know? Um, I don't. I want to say maybe like seven, but I could be way off. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I I, I want to see. Uh, I, so the Ohio game, both defensive and offensive line didn't impress me. I think this this game, I want to see some. Some bully ball on both sides. That would be nice. 
you know, tailgate planned or is it a low key week? Low key week. It's just gonna be snacks and drinks. Um, Logan broke both her feet. What? Uh, yeah. Logan, what the hell? See, uh, it's, it's a mess. Um, well, but low key, uh, just like snacks and drinks, and then. Me and my mom are driving home. We're gonna get. We're gonna stop for food, like at a restaurant. Just me and her. But then next week is big because we got Will and Amanda coming up. I'm taking Gable to the game, um, and I know a couple other people going up as well. So next week's a a, a big big tailgate. Nice, nice uh, little afternoon kick too. Yeah, which I'm pumped for. Uh, yep. Perfect get- tailgate. But then what next week? Real quick, Friday night I have a game in Pokemon West. From so from Philly, I have to drive all the way up to Pokemon West, which is like a two and a half hour drive. Then drive back home Saturday morning, drive up to Penn State, tailgate all day, drive home, and then Sunday I have the Eagles game at home. Aren't those the weekends you love? I do, but I wish it wasn't just at Pokemon West though. That's the one thing. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, as we're talking about this, I'm glad it did. The Phillies won. Oh, they did. Four three. Big comeback. Go Phil. Yeah, Sox lost 8-2. to two. Stamp the season over. Well, Final go Phil. Go Phil's. I'll be there. Uh, we, well, yeah, so I told you next week's going to be kind of busy for you. A week from today, I'll be at Wrigley. So you're thinking well, Monday then? Uh, well, let's see how the week goes, but I'll, I'll let you know. All right, dude. All right, dude. Good stuff. Right, two hours and 13 minutes. Gotta love it. Yep. All, all right, right, dude. Have, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Yeah, man, you too. I'll talk to you. All right, see ya. All right, see ya.